Hey guys, it's Paul here from the Paul and Griff Show. Before we get started, I just want to talk about Not Before Coffee. Not Before Coffee is hosted by Ray, a caffeine addict who can't function before she's had at least three massive mugs of the roasted bean. Once upon her addiction is temporary sorted, she could talk about books she loves and doesn't, how she's been passing the time, so streaming films, TV shows and writing about cars and her own experiences with mental health. This podcast is about many things and they're about to officially relaunch on September the 15th where all good podcasts are found. So that's going to be pretty much everywhere. So you guys need to check this out and follow at need underscore free underscore mugs on Twitter. Get involved. You're not going to want to miss the show. And now let's start the Paul and Griff show. Hey, Paul, I've been thinking we could watch and review Disney movies. Um, yeah. Before that, um, can you just do me a quick favour first? Yeah, sure. What's, what's up? Just look into this um, cool pen I've got. It's just a silver... Okay, Griff, when you come back, you'll never suggest doing another musical again. Instead... You're going to suggest that we start dissecting films and do weekly top sixes. Hey, Paul, I've got an idea. Oh, go on. What's that? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Paul and Griff show. You got myself, Paul. And you got myself, Griff. And we are back with another exciting, action-packed, futuristic, wild show. Woo! I want to say wild because at some point, Wild West is going to get sung. I'm not going to lie. I don't know why, because it's not in anything to do with anything, but it needs to be. Um, obviously, this week we are dissecting Men in Black, and we're also looking at the top six movie songs. But the ruling is it has to have the film sort of name in the chorus. That's fair, That's isn't the it? Rules. Excluding James Bond, because as a whole different kind of work. Yeah, we decided, we decided to, not to. Yeah, we decided not to have James touching Bond. Touching on Chris Cornell's and Adele's and Nahar's and Duran Duran's and oh, so it's big. Um, but before we get into all that, we're going to start off like we do every week, and it is this week's movie news. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, there wasn't much news this week. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. It was DC Fandome. Um, unless she lives under a rock. DC unveiled quite a lot of um Unveiled the gems. rock to live under. They did unveil the rock as well. Oh. Um, uh, so let, let's start with... There's nowhere else to start, really. There's nothing in the way. Um, <laughs> the Batman trailer. Yes. Can we, can we do the song where you talk about it? Yes, we've got a real dark, almost perfect trailer. Um, Obviously, Robert Patterson's first adventure as Batman. We also got Colin Farrell as an unrecognisable penguin um, and Paul Dano as the Riddler. Also got a little snippet of Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. Um, I don't know. I've watched this trailer about five or six times and um, very, very excited. It looks, it looks great. This is everything that um, DC are needing. I feel like you need to get the Batman, the Batman, take him away from Justice League. And having his own separate entity, I feel his character. This again is it's darker than anything we've seen so far. From I'd say even like Dark Knight and all that, it feels really like sort of um, Seven Crow esque dark. Yeah, it's supposed to be more like a psychological thriller, and obviously explores more the detective side of Batman. That's the thing, and then imagine halfway through Aquaman popping up and going, "You got this, or do you want a hand, mate?" It's kind of, I mean, they need to, I feel like much like they did with the Joker, making its own separate entity, I think, for Batman to be its optimum success, he needs to pull away from the Justice League. He does, and, and, and I think that everyone worried about Robert Patterson as Batman. The open, I think it's very clever his opening line wasn't on Batman, and it was I'm Vengeance. I like oh, that. Ma- massively, I mean... 
this is um, it's the trailer of the week, and it's it's the biggest trailer for a long, long time. Obviously, of everything that's going on, but um, this is um, this is really exciting. This is this is big. I've watched it a couple of times myself, and trying to pick out big things. Um, Batman throwing multiple punches to a downed opponent. That's that's very not Batman. I don't think Batman really kills people. He sort of arrests them. That's why half the people are in sort of the asylum and stuff like that. He's, he's known for not really yeah. doing that. So that was um, quite significant. And you see him throw the extra punches in the people's faces. So I don't know what direction. It could just be a red herring, but it sort of gives you that idea of um, this is going to be big. And I'm so, I'm excited for the Riddler as well. I just... I, I love Batman Forever for the Riddler character, but this obviously this looks more like the Arkham Knight kind of Riddler we're going to have, and oh, I'm just very excited about. It. I know loads of people are excited. We're finally getting Batman with like eyeshadow behind the mask. It's just this seems to tick everyone's boxes of what a Batman movie. Obviously, I think Pattinson's still got his critics. Yeah, I mean it's early. Um, it's very early days. It's just sort of a teaser trailer. Sort of, we don't we we see enough of it, but there's there's still enough to, you know, this could be a bit. Yeah, and I've always said like disclaimer, like someone's paid a hell of a lot of money to get us excited from a trailer. It still yeah. could kind of bomb. Don't want it to bomb. Um, we've got a bit of a long wait for it. First of October, twenty twenty one. So, I don't want. Obviously, that's just a teaser trailer, and we'll get more, but. I think less is more. Don't we don't need to see that much more? You've got us. You got us excited. Um, I'm sure people will go to see it. And yeah, I mean they they could realistically not release another trailer. I mean we we've spoken before about how certain films the power would be so good. Like um, Avengers, they could have literally done a trailer where it was just the Avengers logo and it said marched you know, 2020 or something, and you'd be like, boom, I'm there. I don't need to see anything, I'm there. And I think Batman's got that sort of... And I want a studio to be brave enough to do that. But can you imagine how how crazy that would be? It'd be just... That'd be it, just... It would be it. And uh, unfortunately, kind of, the Batman overshadowed everything that came before it. We're going to quickly summarise, like, the stuff gonna. for DC fandom, but the Batman absolutely stole the show it was, that was a batman we also got a trailer for zach snyder's justice league um what are your thoughts on it i'm excited to see the finished product but i'm not optimistic about the film because i didn't enjoy the film in the first place it wasn't awful i just didn't it's just not the problem is you're naturally going to compare it to the avengers and it doesn't compare so that's, that's his downfall. And obviously with this Batman coming out, you then look at that Batman and it's just bad timing. I, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know what the audience is for it. People, core fans, hardcore fans and comic book fans and all this, but I don't know if the neutral is going to get the... I, I don't. And I, I, obviously, I don't know if it was, it was a shock to me that it's going to be turning to four one hour, like, almost episodes, yeah. so to speak. Um, obviously, it's a massive, um, like, selling point for HBO Max. I just found the trailer a little bit. I that didn't right. like the fact they used Hallelujah. I know it's supposed to be Hallelujah, the Snyder Cuts here, but I was a little bit like, okay, I'm like, am I just going to see, like, four hours of something I don't want to see? I, I just, that's a long... That's a, that's, a, that's a long cut, and it's almost like it's almost like if the Avengers did Infinity Wars and End Games and just did it like as a two and a half mo- hour movie, and then someone came in and said, "That's not my vision. That wasn't my cut," and I'm going to turn it into two movies. It's I don't know. I don't want it to like not do well. I just think. I don't think they've got enough to change to actually make it make it exciting. I think for DC fans, it'll be what they want. But as you say, for the neutrals, I don't think there's going to be enough change. For the, for the neutrals, I don't know if they'd want to go see the film again. No. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's only not... after, the, after the HBO Max, like, it airs, 
then it will then be cut into a movie. So are we? I'm more interested in how after they got the four hours of footage, how they then scale that back to a movie length and that be completely different to the Justice League movie we got. Well, this is this is the reality, isn't it? This is this is where it's going to get a little bit. Um, what's actually going on here? Um, so I don't know. I mean, it doesn't do enough for me. And the problem is when you've got fresh content like Batman coming out again, that's going to spark my interest more. I mean, I'll probably will dip it in because I would be interested to see how different it is or, or how different it can be. Yeah, but um. I'm not like counting down the days. Like I, I say, I feel like I'm a bit more with Batman now. I, I'm, if they release that tomorrow, that, that's the sort of film that would tempt me to go back to the cinema because I want to see it. Totally, totally agree. Um, we got the other big main um, trailer. We got our Wonder Woman 1984 trailer. That looks like that's shaping up to be pretty good. I think everyone was expecting the news to be unveiled that it was going to be released on video on demand. That isn't the case. That wasn't the case. I think loads of people expected that to be the main announcement. Still theatres, still October 2nd. It should be good because through the DC Cinematic Universe, Wonder Woman was the only one I really enjoyed. I tell a lie, I did enjoy Aquaman. It was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be, even though it was basically four underwater. Well, yeah, but again, at least they've tried to make him a cool Aquaman. They have. Wonder Woman should be good. I'm excited for it, to build on it. I mean, we, we've said before that the, the key to get anything out of things like the Justice League, and that is you separate from Batman. Yeah. And um, you pretty much make Wonder Woman the leader because I think that Avengers aren't doing. Yeah. Totally. It taps into a whole new sort of thing, and that would be uh, pretty clever. But um, yeah, hopefully it's success in its own right. It's got a lot of potential, so we'll see what happens. It should be good. Uh, we got filing unveiling of the Suicide Squad. And there's a lot of rumours on who's going to be playing, who Idris Elba's going to be playing. There's quite a lot of names. I'm not, I'm not really a D, DC buff. So there's a lot of names I don't really know. So we'll quickly just go through. So obviously you've got Margot Robbie coming back as Harley Quinn. Got Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flag. Idris Elba's going to be playing Bloodsport. Uh, Pete Davidson as Blackguard. Jay Courtney as Captain Boomerang. Nathan Fillion as TDK. John Cena as Peacemaker. Yeah. Uh, Sean Gunn as Weasel. David Desmarchian as Polka Dot Man. Uh, Peter Capaldi as the Thinker. Uh, Viola Davis um, re- re- coming back for Amanda Waller like. There's not a lot I know about these characters because um, obviously I was more I was more like Marvel Comics when I was a kid. Uh, it, it does look fresh. It does look really fun. I'm well excited that John Cena's in it. Yeah, I mean, his character is basically like he wants peace and all this, but he kills people to try and get it. Yeah. So sort of, uh, it's quite funny that. But um, I'm so like... Um, um, mixed about it all because um, I want it to be um, a success in that, but um, I don't know. I mean, what... I hope so. James Gunn like did a great job of Guardians of the Galaxy. My um... thing, if, if I'm honest, I feel like the videos they showed mm. became to James Gunn, and it felt a lot of Marvel attacks. Yeah, it felt like this is nothing like anything you've ever seen. This is the biggest budget I've ever had in my life. This is the best superhero movie that's ever going to be made. And it's a bit like, are you aware what you were just a part of? Because Guardians of the Galaxy is pretty fucking good. It is, and you're just kind of, and you're kind of openly. I understand that you're probably a bit bitter and. I don't know, he might truly believe that, but it just felt a bit like it could have been me reading too much into everything. But every comment just felt a bit directed. Especially when he's supposed to reprise his role as director of God's Galaxy yeah. 3. Yeah, I mean, why would you say it's the best superhero movie ever made or whatever? Why would you say it's like 
oh, this is like the biggest budget I've ever had or, or stuff like that. It just feels all very, you know, underlying comments. I don't know. Yeah. I, might, I might be reading this too much. I just thought it was a bit like, you do know that you're really well known for this. And most people are excited for like this because you're attached to it. Yeah. Totally. So, um, yeah, no, I don't know. That's 6th of August 2021 over oh. here. Um, not sure about um, America. So, 5th of August. That should be good. Um, got a couple of good video game trailers. So, we got Sewer Squad Kill the Justice League. That was a very fun, fun little trailer where he finds out he's Superman trying to kill him. Uh, I don't think if I described it, it would do it justice. But no, it, just watch it. It looks, looks, a, looks a, lot a fun, of fun game. Looks a fun game. Different, different game. You're. The, the villain good guys killing heroes so it's decent yeah that looks fun and obviously what I'm more excited about is um, Gotham Knights looks very much where it follows on from the Dark Knight obviously if anyone played the Arkham, the Arkham like trilogy I think it follows there so like Bruce Wayne is dead and you've got like I don't know what you call the, the, the four the four of them Nightwing Batgirl Robin and Red Hood I don't know they've got like a a terminology, but you can control them, and I'm excited that it's multiplayer as well. Yeah. So that looks a lot of fun. That I'm kind of as massively um, grab my interest because it looks really dark. And if it's anything like those games, but with multiplayer capacity, because no, like you're not a big story like game player, but obviously if there was multiplayer, you'd probably be more interested, right? Yeah, if it's multiplayer, we'd we'd probably. Sit o'clock to a stupid of hours playing it. You can be my Robin, I'll be your Nightwing. Oh, I'd probably, yeah, I suppose. Don't mind Robin, he's all right. Don't <laughs> mind Robin, he's all right. Holy bullet, uh, man. Yeah. Um, just uh, that was kind of like the main, there was obviously other stuff. Um, the Flash, so you're getting Ben Affleck's going to be in the Flash. Yeah, it was all leaked be... before when it sort of all came out slightly before. And the Rock is Black Adam. Sorry, I've got to keep calling him Dwayne Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, um, I mean, um, I mean that he just felt like they wanted more from it, but obviously with what's going on, they couldn't film anything really. Yeah, but having yeah. the Rock on board is is massive for DC. Dude's a, dude's a juggernaut, and and how sort of Marvel haven't snapped him up for something is crazy. So, but obviously, if you want like a full rundown of like. Of, of all of this like all in detail I listen to like legendary geek out podcasts and they kind of it was like their Christmas they just watched it all and um, it, I think DC fandom was good I don't know I think it's just a special 2020 I'd like to think it's a 2020 thing COVID and these kind of things go back to like comic con panels what's your like opinion um, I think it's been a massive year for um, Comic Con. It's forced him to change a lot. I mean, the, the convention itself will always be massive because collectors can go to one place to get stuff they might not be able to get normally. Do you know I mean I go yeah. to London ones and that? So it gives me a chance of stuff that I can't find in sort of high street shops. Mm. But, and you know, you, you you're not going to find on eBay, but you'll have multiple stalls that selling it. So that stuff's like cool. But it's, I think it's revolutionised it in the sense that this is the first kind of digital sort of Comic-Con. Like, people would sit there and with the fandom, it's all free, and you, you could sit there and watch every panel. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think the American audience or people that travel to Comic-Con will always go there, but it now gives a chance for the international audience to actually get a better understanding. And if anything, it's probably going to make it bigger. Yeah, totally. And if, so, if, if if DC are going to pick up the ball somewhere, what perfect time in the wake of like Infinity War? And the, and the thing is, and the thing is, like DC will be back at Comic Con. I think fandoms are one off because of what's going on. Yeah, they would be stupid to separate completely because realistically, you you you. Your DC audience will always be your DC audience. Yeah. So if yeah, you totally. do an event just totally catered to DC audience, you're never going to get someone who's not interested to accidentally stumble across it because they're not really going to be interested. When at Comic Con, if you have massive stuff going around, 
you're going to have people that are into like, you know, Doctor Who's or Jurassic Parks or whatever they're into. And they might suddenly be like, boom, what's this DC stuff going on? That looks pretty wild. I'll take a gamble on that mm. rather than people who are already into it. No, I agree with that. You know, so it's, they, they need to like tap into others. So they'll be back. But um, this year, it, it almost just gave us two events to be excited about. So it's good. Yeah, it's definitely good. Um, and that's pretty much part for the news that we're not getting no Cobra Kai season three to 2021. So that's ruined my year. Bastard. But, um, oh, devastated. Absolutely devastated. They released a trailer um, of season one and two of Netflix, and I thought it did really good. So, yeah, it's, that's amazing for a show we've already seen. Um, oh, let's mute this computer. Um, but yeah, that, that that's that's pretty much the main movie news. Just a little, like, brief kind of... This week in history, um, Gravity, directed by directed and co-written by Alfonso Cuarón and starring Sandra Bullock and George Clooney, premieres at the Venice Film Festival. And on TV this weekend. Oh, it's a good film. Yeah, um, on TV, small world. Speaking well, of big, Batman, big Birdman. Bird, yeah. Speaking of Batman, Birdman um, was released, which Michael Keaton obviously won Best Actor for. Yeah, featuring Batman. Featuring Batman. Uh, what else we got? I did find something that would definitely appeal to you. If I can find it. <laughs> Tell me. I did, and I've lost it. Give uh, me more Sandra Bullock news. You want more Sandra Bullock news? I'll give you more Sandra <laughs> Bullock news. Oh, this is it. In 1992, this week in history, the largest wrestling crowd outside of the US at Wembley Stadium, London. Was there? <laughs> you was there. I was there, so um, I saw that, and I thought, oh, I've got, I've got to tell Paul that. Got to. Um, I sent my mum a message today about a story about Did that. You? I sent, I sent my mum a text saying, "Hey, SummerSlam was all these years ago," and she was like, "Was that the one that you made us run in because someone's music was playing and you got all excited?" And I was like, "Yes, mum, that's the one." <laughs> we got you on camera. <laughs> um. This week, uh, in 2012, Argo, directed by Ben Affleck, this time Ben Affleck, another Batman, Brian Cranston and John Goodman premieres at Telluride Film Festival. And the news that you've been waiting for, Paul, this week in history, your favourite remake, 2018, 18, A Star Is Born, <laughs> film remake directed by and starring Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga premieres at the Venice Film Festival. How many times has that film been remade? About seven, I think. About five or seven times, and multiple different versions. In like, the story's been the same in different languages, and that it's been made stupid amount. That's but, pretty much this week. At least not point break. Not point break. Too soon. Oh, so it's time now to dissect Men in Black. Here comes the Men in Black. Not yet. Not yet. Um, oh. It is, yeah. I mean, where do we kick in? Synopsis, I guess. Synopsis is. Yeah, let's 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 kick it off and um, go back to basics. Um, so, Men in Black was released twenty fifth of June, nineteen ninety seven, um, in America. We didn't get it until the first of August, nineteen ninety seven. Uh, it's about a police officer joins a secret organization that polices and monitors extra interactions on earth uh, it came with the powerful tagline of protecting the earth from the scum of the universe uh, directed by barry sonnenfeld who previously did adam's family and adam's family values after did men in black 2 wild wild west oh. um, it was based on the comic by lowell cunningham so it Everyone thinks it's a Marvel comic, but it wasn't originally a Marvel comic. Like, Marvel bought it out. Yeah. I don't know if you, if you know that. So the first series, there's three, three copies. It was done by Arcel Comics. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. A-I-R-C-E-L Comics. Yeah. Um, and they were bought out by Malibu Comics. Oh, that sounds And fun. then Malibu Comics was purchased by Marvel Comics. In 1994, and only when the film came out 
did the Marvel published like a number of one shots in '97, including a prequel, a sequel, movie adaptation, and a reprint of the first issue of the original Airsoft miniseries. So technically, it's a Marvel like movie, but it wasn't originally a Marvel comic. <sighs> yeah, yes, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, um, it starred um, Will Smith as Jay, which obviously, when I dove back into like his film career, this was Will Smith's first main comedy action role. He'd already done Independence Day. Yep. And he'd already done Bad Boys. Um, yep. Obviously, it's not his first comedy on the big screen because he did Made in America, which is not too bad a film. Ted Danson and um, Whoopi Goldberg. But this was his first comedy role. And he starred a long time the seasonal uh, Tommy Lee Jones as Kay. And then you've got... Um, you have Vincent... a Batman reference in there. Oh, yeah. Batman, Two-Face. Which was the last yeah. film with um, Riddler in, wasn't it? Yeah, who famously, um, Tommy Lee Jones actually hated Jim Carrey, and he says, "I'm going to make you like earn every dollar." Like, but they did not get along whatsoever. The pep wants to play, we'll play. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it also Sorry. had um, Vincent D'Onofrio as um, Edgar in Asterix, the Bug. Um, what, what, what's your thoughts on it? Um, I really enjoyed this film. Obviously, like I watched, I watched um, a lot of this one, and I watched uh, the uh, the newest incarnation, which we'll get to. Oh, we'll get to. But um, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed this. I felt um, it, it was a fun film. Um, it, it's, it's hard to talk about everything I like about this without pointing out everything I hate about the new one. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Because um, I didn't realise how much this film did right until I saw how much everything that film did wrong. Oh, totally, totally. You know, like even, without getting into it, even things like um, they were never super disrespectful about, you know, loads of stuff during the day and stuff like that in the same sense, I don't think. Yeah, that makes sense. When yeah. That one was just felt like we were free for all, we'd be in the supermarket as an alien, they smash it up, doesn't matter. Like became a bit of a running joke, but um, yeah, this one I really, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's an interesting story. I like the fact you had multiple um, aliens throughout. I like the fact that obviously there was in jokes about celebrities being aliens, which I know we're going to get to. And I know there's um, I just thought it was a fun film. It's just harmless. Would you watch it all the time? No, but it's it's, it's a good fun film. You know, it had a cool soundtrack to it. Everything was good. It was. I I enjoyed um, the recruitment, like the recruitment, like test exam. I thought that yeah. was that was very good. Um, I enjoyed that and him being clever enough and him shooting the girl. And they're like, "Why did you shoot the girl for?" When all these other like kind of army men and stuff like that were shooting all the aliens. And he, he just took a bit of a step back and said, "Well, he's just hanging about. He's just." It, it just felt really fresh. Uh, not much had been done like this at the time. Um, that's my thing I think because I'm not sure about time scale but I'm guessing Independence Day was before this wasn't it yes so Mars Attacks was about the similar sort of time about as Independence Day yeah and Mars Attacks is the only thing I can sort of think to compare with this that sort of alien film and that felt really just cheesy and insulting when this felt sort of comedic but it did enough to make you think we sort of thought do you know what it's kind of all like tongue in cheek and jokey but this if this was a thing you wouldn't actually completely 100% doubt it no it did no. enough do you know what I mean it did enough to think oh, it's, a, it's a comedy twist on it but this could be like I guess people could be just aliens you don't know they could be I did like the little references and they show again it's weird as you say like I enjoyed the people who could be aliens in this one, like they bring up on a big TV screen, like loads of like celebrities, but yet I hated what they did in the new one. <laughs> mm. It's just, it's almost like they took this and like, you know what, let's just ramp this up a little bit and like, it'll be a success. And, but we'll, we'll wait till we get to that. I found a little bit of them interesting, like tippets, so to speak. Um, yeah. Just so we know, it's, it's hard to talk about what you love about this one. 
without completely sort of ripping apart the newer one. Because like I said, it, I didn't realise how many bits I actually enjoyed until I sort of saw it and thought, oh, that was actually really funny when they did it in this one, but this time it's not really... Yeah. So that's yeah. funny because it's done. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say, so interesting funny stories I found. So when obviously the bug is asking for, I want some more. <laughs> I call, called, like, they had to do that shoot 15 times. And by the end of it, it was pretty much high on sugar, which I thought like, there's got to be like a deleted scenes role. Um, the, the bridge that Will Smith jumps off of um, onto the bus that's the br- same bridge where Iron Man 4, Captain America and Hawkeye and Black Widow like, and the Hulk fight against the Ch- Chitauri army in Avengers Assemble. I thought, oh, that's interesting. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Steven Spielberg, who was a um, producer of this movie, which Will Smith didn't like believe at the first on the phone, he actually hired like Jurassic Park and Lost World collaborator David Cope to do an uncredited rewrite. So that kind of was a little link to like a past episode in, in the archives. <laughs> um, it just, it, as you say, it, it's, it's a joy of a movie. It, it did very well for sunglasses. Yeah. The Ray-Bans uh, did extremely well from it, didn't they? The Ray-Bans. So after the film's release, the Predator 2 glasses went from 1.6 million sales in sales dollars to $5 million in sales. It's crazy. Um, that is crazy. Um, the line, if you talk about legacy, I still use the line today is like, I, you know, what? I actually forgot it was in this movie. Cause I rewatched this and this is where you got it from. If someone will still puts a suit on, like I make this look good. I yeah. completely, completely forgot about that. Um, I've missed budgets. I do so with, with the Ray Bans, wasn't there a whole thing about they wanted them to mention it in the film, and they didn't mention it in the film, but he mentioned it in the verse in the song, and they were yes. happy with that. Yeah, like Ray Bans on. Yeah, there's a whole yeah, there's a whole thing about they didn't mention it in the film, but he mentioned it when he did the song, and that was big enough because it's still now like got 81 million views on YouTube or something. Wow. Yeah, the song did um, very, very well for itself, let alone the... Um, well, we'll talk about the song later, because obviously we've got a thing. It did a lot well, like, I couldn't even tell you, like, how the song for the second movie goes, um, oh, which Will Smith also did. Was it? The black suits come in. <laughs> yeah, just forgettable. Oh, quite a lot. It was, it was the same, it was the same. It was quite good. the same. Um, it had a budget of $90 million dollars. And went on to make five hundred and eighty nine million dollars worldwide. So of course we've got sequels. Before we go on to sequels, just gotta got like take your hat off to Vincent D'Onofrio. Not only did he research like his role as Edgar the Bug by watching a lot of bug documentaries, he also voiced um all the bugs who appeared in Many Black the series. Which I thought was quite the that's the cartoon series. Yeah, that's decent. That's decent, and um, yeah, it just it, it was it was a massive hit. It probably did well for suits, really. Even though, kind of, I was I, thinking I about sales for suits. I was thinking about this. So, fancy dressing. If you had a suit, yeah, just a black suit, you could do Reservoir Dogs black suit and sunglasses. Yeah, add a hat. You got Blues Brothers. But add a hat. You got Blues Brothers. Add a silver stick and you got men in black. Oh, yes. So you could literally do three years the same thing, but different, but better. Dun, 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 I swear that um, David Schwimmer was originally meant to be in this film. He was. And he was. Uh, there was the... He's meant to be Tommy Lee. Wasn't someone meant to be um, Will Smith's role instead? And it was someone just like, it would have been such a weird combination. I can't remember who it was, and I'm probably on the spot and all this, but I was reading about it the other day and I can't remember who I saw. It would have been a weird, it's, it's crazy when you see the people that, that turn, um, what's it, Clint Eastwood's? That was it. Maybe Schwim was meant to be Will Smith and Clint Eastwood was meant to be um, Tommy Lee, wasn't it? Yeah, possibly, because obviously Friends would have been out in 97, 97, Friends would have been probably in his prime around Which is 97. why I think it didn't happen because he was too busy doing Friends. 
God, that been crazy, that combination. Just I couldn't imagine him doing the, the song. You can't. It, 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 but in theory, Tommy Jones and Will Smith shouldn't work, but it's perfect. Tommy Jones is a really like Deadwood kind of deadpan, like straight faced, and Will Smith bringing the comedy aspect to it. Yeah. It, it just, it, it's just, just perfect, really. And it worked. And obviously, because it worked, um, we got um, more movies. Why wouldn't we? We did get more movies. Um, see, I, I was weird going into the second film. It had my attention. And to be fair, I didn't mind it. Yeah. I liked the story. Obviously, seen at the end of the first movie, he you find out he's Jay's replacement and he kind of uses the kind of brain kind of wiper to erase him so he can just live in his retirement thing. And then in Men in Black 2, he has to bring Jay back out of retirement. And it's quite funny trying to like, because obviously he doesn't remember who he is and it wasn't as good. It was still, it was still okay. No, well, it wasn't as good. But again, the problem is it's hard because like everything, once you've sort of seen it, yeah, oh, it's hard to um, get that magic back, I guess. Yeah, because it worked better the, the, when Tommy Lee Jones was the leader and Will Smith was the trainee. Yeah, I mean, this is like you just kind of like you knew what they did, and you're waiting for sort of some crazy event they had to fight together to defeat. It was sort of the, the plot was there. Yeah, but not really like. So, yeah, so it got it got like a budget of 140 million. So it's a big increase, like 50 million increase in there. 50 million increase. Didn't do quite as well. It made $441 million. I'll take it. Which is, um, I should I should have had it came out in five years after the first one. Five years in a day. This came out July 3rd, 2002. The um, first one be July 2nd, 97. Um, because obviously it did quite well. Obviously we got a Men in Black 3, but we had to wait 10 years for that. Uh, had a budget of two hundred and fifteen million. Three, three's not too bad. I think I, I don't have a three to number two. I remember really liking the ending of three. Yeah, I remember the ending was really deep. I can't remember what it is. It's do with do Will Smith's dad was it? Oh. Essentially, I know he goes back and he took it's um, Thanos as early as early, as young Jay. Um, yeah, I no, sorry, as young K, and the 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 casting for that was like brilliant, unbelievable. brilliant. unbelievable um, had, had some funny spots, but again, wasn't as good as. Um, it's the only one I didn't rewatch. Actually, I, I rewatched two and I rewatched one, and um, yes, I think I gave three. I remember I Men in Black International. I think I put I, I put three on, and the intro came on, and I'm like, I think I'm a little bit Men in Blacked out. Yeah, it's not a it's not a binge series, is it? It's it's not a binge series, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I, I'll give this I'll give this a miss. I made the mistake of watching Men in Black International first, but we'll come on to yeah, that. Cause I've got some notes here, but uh, it, it it did pretty good. It, it took Men in Black Three took the most money, so it had a budget of two hundred fifteen million, again the most most budget, and it made six hundred twenty four million dollars. Wow, which is um a very healthy sum of money it's the most in the series um but then fast forward seven years we got men in black international the first movie without with a new director first movie without will smith without tommy lee jones um i'm trying to remember, i don't think any reoccurring characters really um replaced obviously with chris hemsworth and tessa thompson who obviously gelled perfectly for four Ragnarok, which obviously they tried to kind of rejuvenate. Had Liam Neeson. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll hear your opinions on it first. Um, there's a lot of things I didn't like, if I'm honest. I mean, I felt to completely ignore the other films. It was stupid. Yeah. I felt like, I mean, maybe a cameo could have been a stretch. But I feel like there could have been anything on the TV screen in the background showing Will Smith and Tommy Lee doing something in America or walking and someone's having a meeting with them in the background. 
Do you know what I mean? Just they could have taken old footage and just sort of merged it to look like if you know, you know, to put it in the same universe. Totally. I, I felt everything was too out in the open. I felt like the um, what's it called, the neuralizer. Yeah, I, I felt that was a bit of a joke in this film. Yeah, my my main note, my first note was like in the first six minutes they've already used it three times. Yeah, I felt that that was a big thing um, in the original, and it was it was so clever. And in this one, it just just felt like a massive massive joke, really. And um, yeah, there's too many fights, like I said, in like daylight. There's no real covering anything up. Just her driving down on the bike, flashing people, not telling what their memory was. And um, yeah, the stupid thing is, I saw the trailer because you said you hated it. Spoiler, <laughs> and um, you've been pretty outspoken about it. And um, I saw the trailer, and I was quite optimistic. I thought, you know, what seems that bad about it? She seems quite funny. But um, the only character I really liked, which I think saved it in any way, was um, Pawnee. I thought yeah. Pawnee was. I thought Pawnee was funny. Yeah, Pawnee was funny. I got a funny feel. I think this film was made to like aim towards kids, and and I'll go. The the main films had like toys, but I think they were a new toy line, and Pawnee was funny. And I did like um, Phone Jacker was in it. I, I heard him on the voice of one of the aliens. I went, I swear that's the Phone Jacker guy. And then later on, he's actually in the movie himself. So like, oh. I just found. Chris Hemsworth wasn't a likable character. I don't know how they're taking Chris Hemsworth and not make him likable. I, I didn't like him. I saw the spoiler alert. I saw the twist of Marlow way. Yeah. I, I I I knew that was I knew Liam Neeson was gonna be. I, I just think with Tommy Lee Jones being the deadpan and Will Smith with the comedy aspect, they work perfectly. Whereas Chris Hemsworth being like an arrogant kind of character, and obviously Tessa Thompson being like the kind of trainee. And I just kind of, whereas they recruited like Will Smith, I just, I don't know. I didn't like the fact that how like she got in and they still didn't like use the neuralizer on her. I hated the fact that they said that Pierce Morgan was one of the aliens. And that is one of my notes. Um, why are they giving him the yeah. limelight? Um, it just was very forgettable. I, like I literally only watched it like a few days ago and I struggle to kind of. I, obviously, I remember like the Eiffel Tower, and I, I just didn't yeah. like it. The, with the Men in Black one, it's very mystery, mystery, and I, I enjoyed kind of Will Smith getting to know the ins and outs of this, and this is very all alien to him. Whereas Tessa Thompson, like, is obviously grown up, like, fascinated by this industry. That's the thing. I don't. I don't want to say her character was arrogant to it it's probably a poor choice of words but she just knew everything like like you yeah. said you, you were growing with will smith you were getting shocked at the things he was getting shocked about yeah and you were questioning the same things or you wanted answers to the same things that he was questioning totally. so he he was like he was you in the film kind of mm. he was asking the questions for the audience but then suddenly became like really good and a massive part of it, which was good growth. With her, it just everything just like I said, she just knew the answers and she walked in there and she was a better agent than anyone before she'd even done anything. And you're yeah. a bit like, why is no one really kicking off to this person with no trainings out there on these missions? Totally. Like why why would you not just um sort of Neuralize her and have done with it or whatever. Join it. Then I just yeah. it could be me just splitting hairs. It just felt a bit long. Like oh, okay. I just think they thought that obviously they'd, they'd have the four Ragnarok pairing and like that would just bring magic and it kind of didn't. Um, and it did. I suppose if you look at, I know it doubled its budget, but I think it didn't do as well as we liked. So the budget 110 million, it only made 253. It said only, but obviously. With the big wigs, like it just like if you've gone Rotten Tomatoes, you got twenty three percent, which is yeah. pretty of a is a stinker of a, of a score. Yeah, but um, the thing is, it, it would do well budget wise because Men in Black's an established franchise, and you got um the stars in, and you got four in it, so it, it, it ticks the boxes. You sit there and think, wow, he's been hilarious in four, and 
So obviously he's mingling with Guardians of the Galaxy. Time yep. works, don't know how it works out. But Jamie, you know, you've seen enough of him. He was um sort of funny in like Ghostbusters, but just yeah, like I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think it was any one person's fault. I just think the story was shit. Agreed, agreed. I just didn't. I'll never watch it again. Yeah, no, they, they had the cast to do it, and none of them acted badly or anything. It was just, like I said, the story was predictable. And like I said, my only real highlights was um was Pawnee. Like he made me chuckle a few times when he sit there and he like declared that he was with so and so, and she was like, "Well, no," and he goes, "You should have said it before. Now I've done it. It's too late." <laughs> you know, things like that. I don't know. It was, it was just shitty, but it made me chuckle because it was harmless. You know. Saved, saved the film from being a complete stinker. But, um, yeah. <laughs> so, cancel projects. So we were gonna have, we were gonna get a fourth Men in Black called Men in Black Four, um, but that's that that's kind of dead. We were gonna also get um, Men in Black Twenty Three, which is obviously the cross between Men in Black and Twenty One Jump Street, which would have been fun. But that that seems to be no longer a thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that would have worked, or would there have been any good or not. Um, away, away from obviously the big screen, as as, as mentioned, there was a a cartoon. I've got no memory of this cartoon at all. I remember the animation. I don't think I ever I ever saw it. I even went on YouTube to try and try and find a full episode, but I just had like a little bit of intro. But um, yeah, I, I never watched it. Like it, I think it was normal back then for these hits to like relate into cartoons. Yeah, of course. Um, it was ninety-seven to two thousand one. Um, so that was a ride. So obviously, the theme park. There was a ride in. I don't know if it's still there or not. In, in Universal Studios in America, I used to love all the time. Um, it's pretty much if anyone over here, it's like the Terror Tomb at Chester and just better with like shooting and everything. And yes, I remember it was, that. It was amazing. And the better thing, so if you're stuck on a cart with other people you don't know, if you want to take a photo of it, they'll actually put aliens on the other people's heads so you haven't got to, like, have a picture frame up on the wall, like, with people you don't know, even though mine has my ex-girlfriend on it. So, obviously, mine does not go on the wall. And I say another alien put on there, and it's just me. But we are talking about year 2000. Well, well, long time ago. Long time ago. Um, what a story. What a story. <laughs> Save that for another show. Um, so we also had um, video games. So the first ever Million Black video game um, was released for Windows 95 <laughs> in oh, 97, yeah. followed by release for the PlayStation. Um, I, 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 there was a few games I remember ever owning or buying one single yeah. Million Black game. I don't remember any of the Million Black games at all. I don't remember any hype about them. No, I don't. Um, I don't. It makes sense that there are Men in Black games, but like, I don't. All everything else, I feel like I've been like, yeah, but this, like, I don't remember the the, the games at all. Like, Goldeneye came out two years before the game came out two years before, so you'd think movies to games would be like pretty hot, but I do not remember any advertisement campaign. No, I, I, I don't remember anything. Um, but there were sequels, there was games on the Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. There's a many black crashdown series for the PlayStation. And I um, feel like there's enough that you could do a new game. There, like there, a, there could be a good game. Like two player kind of rolling, just doing missions, fighting aliens. I mean, it could be pretty straightforward, half decent game if they wanted to but I don't know if there's really an audience for it yeah there's nothing that. people are clamouring like Predator every 10 years will churn out a new game because you do sort of live in hope but if they put it off it will be like fucking fantastic when this you just think I don't think I'm ever going to own a Men in Black game no matter how good it is no 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 Um, like, like, like we mentioned music so Will Smith released um, two big songs Men in Black from Men in Black 1 and the black suit's coming from Men in Black That's 2. It. And oh, I think Pitbull, yeah. I think Pitbull did a song going. for free. I think Pitbull did um, a big song for Men in Black 3. Woo! Uh, <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's the one. That's my impression of Pitbull. Um, uh, before we got on to toys, I forgot we did a poll. 
Um, oh. And um, faith in humanity has been restored. So we ask people like, what's your favourite Men in Black movie? Um, 88% said Men in Black. 5% said Men in Black 2. 7% said Men in Black 3. And 0% said Men in Black International. Thank you very much. My, my faith in humanity um, has been fully, fully restored after the screen free um, oh, votes. That's a shout out to everyone who follows us. That is. That is, that is Thank you. 60 people. I was, that's pretty, that's a pretty good vote. And um, yeah, I'm pretty chuffed to that. Um, do you want to give, do you want to take it over the toys? Yeah. Toys of the main rage came out in 1997. It was done by Galoob. There's about 20 figures in the collection. Um, an interesting one that I found that didn't know existed until doing a bit of research for this is Micro Machines had a Men in Black range. There was four really different cool. sets. Yeah, there's four different sets. And you've got about three sort of figures and two um, vehicles in each set, which looked um, pretty decent. I never knew that existed. But then sort of looking at it, I feel like I did. I know they did um, sort of things like Star Wars and that at a similar time. So they must have just been reaching out to different franchises to uh, create the world and just not do monster trucks. But, um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, Jack Pacific obviously took over the range for Men in Black 3, I want to say. Yeah. Um, the figures were much more advanced there, sort of, you know, sort of looking very smart and do it all. But um, I think the main – and obviously Funkos. Everyone's got Funkos, right? Yeah. If you don't, then you need to be worried. But my main thing is, like, looking... The problem is, like, with, obviously... There's only so much you can do with, like, the characters because you can't do, uh, you know, Will Smith in own clothes or Tommy Lee Jones in own clothes. I mean, they have to be... Yeah. So once you own that figure, that's That's it. That's it. Like the Matrix, almost. I suppose you've got Matrix in the real world on Matrix. Yeah. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? No, I, I mean, I'm probably wrong. There's probably different versions and all that. But this kind of feels like it, it feels like once you've got the Will Smith in the suit, yeah, the rest is just purely going to be buying, you know, 20 ranges of aliens, no? Yeah, totally. Um, but um, that said, they're, they're pretty cool. Um, sunglasses, so you can buy the Men in Black International Police sunglasses for like yep. £97.50. And if you want, if you want a Men in Black watch made by Hamilton, they start off at like a generous fee of like seven hundred and seventy quid on um, Amazon. They look, they look pretty good, but like I, I don't know, I don't pay seven hundred seventy quid to say like uh, I suppose it could be a great talking point. But like after you just tell people, oh, this is the watch they wear in, the, in Men in Black, I just think you just wasted seven hundred seventy quid. Yeah, I mean, I saw, I, I looked at it. I mean, if you're a massive fan of the film it might be a cool thing to buy but you'd never really like wear it I'd imagine it'd just be sort of saying they look cool in a movie room or something yeah and um that, that that's pretty much like Men in Black all in all like the first ones are was amazing I I ranked your letterbox as 3.5 I, I, I think it, it's a nice enough movie to watch it's a fun film it's not amazing I'm glad I watched it for the first time in ages. It's one of those films where I probably won't see it again for another 10 years. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a fun film. And I think, obviously, you watch it the first time, you watch it all the way through. But once you've seen it, if it's on TV, you you can dip in 45 minutes in it. And you can dip in, like, you know, an hour into it or whatever. You can still watch the last bits and it'd be a good crack. But once you've seen it once, you don't have to watch the whole journey. You can sort of pop in and out. Um, the others, they're cool. They're not as good as the uh, original. I said the the international one is just a bit of a bit of a shocker. It's it's, it's worth a a watch if you're a massive fan of like the franchise. But watchability, how many times did you watch it? Sit after? I can't say you'd ever watch it again. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, totally. But all in all, decent films. Um, so now it's time to do our top six. As we stated at the beginning of the show, our top six. I swear these sentences are getting longer to put in the descriptions. <laughs> it's, it's, it's top six movie films with the movie titles in the chorus. And um, 
Yeah, excluding James Bond and everything else. Disclaimer. Yeah. But um, do you want to run through the six that we've got? Yeah, this was harder to find, like, actually, without using, like, James Bond. It was harder to find. To be fair, we are getting a lot of fun throwing songs at each other. And there were some shockers as well. Some shockers as well. Yeah, notable mention to um, Wild Wild West by Will Smith, who you wouldn't let me have on this list. I fought really hard to to, to shove that off. Um, That's an absolute banger. Shout out to Mick, Lady Hollywood family. So you got Blaze of Glory, Bon Jovi, yeah, Young Guns too, Men in Black, Will Smith for Men oh. in Black, Purple Rain by Prince for the movie Purple Rain. Everyone's own going what 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 what? Yes yes Purple Rain, um, Bo Blyce, Blaze of Glory for Blaze of Glory, um, Remember My Name, Fame. I do apologise. I didn't write down who 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 wrote who wrote this. And um, Isaac Hayes, Shaft. Cast of Fame. Is it Cast of Fame? Okay. And yeah. um, Isaac Hayes, Shaft. Um, yeah. And that's the six. And we have double-checked, and they definitely say the movie title in the chorus. <sighs> Let's start with your number six. Uh, number six was quite easy for me. Again, not horrendous, kind of iconic. Uh, everyone's sung it, and it's pretty cool if you walk into a place and it's playing. But... For the first seven minutes, I thought I was listening to an instrumental, you know, as you said, and it's just, it's a bit, it's rough and it was shaft. Yeah, it's my number six. I think it works better as like a, I don't know, as a, a montage, like a little bit of intro. There's a lot of like musical and um, yeah, it just, it's not too bad. But yeah, unfortunately, it's my um, number six as in, well. In the film, it's perfect. It's good strutting music. In the real world, not so much. Oh, can I also say no one mentioned to Philadelphia, which you you didn't like. So <laughs> I chucked out your I chucked your Wild Wild West out. You chucked my um, Streets of Philadelphia out. Um, number five, I've got, got to remember my name by the Fame Cast. Yeah, you. Uh, I've got Men in Black by Will Smith. Oh, that's low. It is low because my thing is like, yeah, it's fun, but it's just not. One of my favourite songs. It's doesn't mean good. it's it's not good, but it's just not one of my favourite songs. Probably one of my own the lyrics more to than all the others. But, um, but that's just Will Smith's song in general. That is Will Smith's song in general. You can literally um, name any Fresh Prince, everyone knows the lyrics. Uh, Miami, everyone knows the lyrics. Wild yeah. West, they even like it. You can probably sing the opening verse of that song. <laughs> Joey, this is the film was one of the shittest films ever made, but everyone knows the fucking song. So true. Um we're going, what's your number four? Uh Fame. Oh. Yeah. Always always wanted to um do a cover of this song. But yeah, no, it's um it's a good song, everyone knows it. Uh, my so. number four is Blaze of Glory, Bo Blyce. Um yeah, it's a fun song. Just the other three above are, are, are better. Just uh, I, I really do like like the version. Just unfortunately, the three above it are better. Yeah, uh, my you gone. My number three. Yeah, is um Bo Bias, Beta Glory. Again, I love this song. I like, I love it. But there are like some stonkers on this list. <laughs> uh, my number three is Men in Black. Uh, I think it's, it's it's fun. It's great. Like it's very very clever. I know Will Smith always has like like sixties music as like a background song, and obviously this is obviously whatever the original song is that does. <laughs> oh, that's the normal one. But yeah, but um, that's pretty much fun. Number two, um, gave it to Blaze of Glory, Bon Jovi for Young Guns too. Oh, it's hard. I, I went for Purple Rain. Oh. But Purple Rain was number one. And it's been number two, and it's been number one, and it's been number two, and it's been number one. I toyed the same thing, thinking I feel a bit of a fraud, knowing I didn't even know the film Purple Rain. and But I, I, I can't have a song like Prince Purple Rain on here without it being number one. Because that comes on the radio. Ding! Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. 
And that's good cars you wear, so I'm ready to you when the pain. Did you see him in the um, Super Bowl when he did it in the rain? That was outstanding. <laughs> I didn't see that. I remember seeing him, Tom Petty with you being drunk watching the Super Bowl around yours. That's good. That's a gift game. Sure, Who, yeah. won that? Sure, yeah. Who won that final? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> I, know we, I know we played like, is that when we fell asleep? I can't remember. I just remember us sort of just there swaying to free falling. I know, right? Bless him. Rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, well, anyway, I'm guessing your Rest number one is Blaze of Glory. Blaze of Glory. It's an absolute fucking outstanding song. It really Take is. It makes you. You can listen to this song and think that you've lived a much more exciting life than you have. It's got that kind of power to it. You listen to it and you think, I'm a bad motherfucker and everyone's <laughs> trying to take me down. But you haven't. You're not at all. But it's got that sort of power that makes you feel like, do you know I mean, you're, you're going to do something. Yeah. And the truth is, all you're going to do is probably put on Call of Duty and die in 30 seconds. But it makes you feel like you could achieve something. So, so was, did, did he do double duty? Did he do, was Dead or Alive done for Young Guns 1? No, that's just a John Bon Jovi song. This is him by himself because oh. he was originally in the film, I think he was, but I don't know if his bit was cut. I remember it was in Battleship. Not that I've ever seen that. It was Shunk My Battleship. You Shunk My Battleship. Really? Um, no, Shunk My Battleship. But, um, yeah, yeah. It, it's, just, uh, it's just an absolute banger of a song, isn't it? Because this is just him by himself. This is Bon Jovi, not. No, this is John Bon Jovi, not Bon Jovi. Oh, I see the difference. Yeah, but they started doing it on tour eventually, but I'm sure they would have had the arse ache for a while. But yeah, what an absolute cracker of a song. And obviously you've gone for Purple Rain. Which is also a cracker of a song. That's the thing you can't fault in it. What an epic guitar solo in it. It is, it is. I'm um, so much pain. <laughs> but, um, I mean, to be honest, they're all, they're all great. Apart from Shaft is a bit sketchy, but again, if you're in the right mood in the right place, you can you can get a laugh of it. But um, you're just gutted that they didn't sing Eurovision like Eurovision in one of their Eurovision songs, right? Um, Was it have been in there? Would have been in there. I can't lie and say I didn't look because <laughs> I did. Eurovision's is my review. I felt like it hasn't done it justice since. Time's gone on. I've fallen even more in love with that film. And I had a funny feeling that Seal went after he said "Kiss from a Rose." But he didn't. He didn't. Otherwise, that would have been on the list. Um, not even "Hold Me Through Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me." Batman had some amazing, amazing songs. <laughs> We're amazing. Yeah, got from City by R. Kelly. But um, oh, just yeah. we'll do. We'll cover that one day. That's it out. That's got some outstanding. We will. Bits. We won't talk about Space Jam either. No, no. It's gonna be classic. Um, I guess that brings us to the end of the show. We just got to do a couple of shout outs and cheap plugs. Yeah. So um, we've got got a couple of good um five star. Apple podcast reviews. Boom, boom, boom. Thank you very much. We got one from M at Verbal Diorama. Um, Paul and Griff know their stuff. Really enjoyable podcast. With lots of great movie facts, trivia, and information hosted by two guys who have great rapport. Episodes are structured well and remain interesting to the end. I look forward to listening to more. I will get in touch with these people and say I think they've listened to the wrong podcast, um, but we will take the five stars for now. Um, we, keep, we keep putting different links up on our channel, so it's working out well for us. Um, just um, Ray's reading room, um, just like two mates down the pub. Um, I've spent almost a whole day listening to the back episodes of this, and these are the sorts of conversations I've had with my friends about these films from what has the actor done since this film, and is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Clue, yes, it is. To Speed is wow. one of Carno's best films. Not going to disagree. A very entertaining way to spend an afternoon or more. I'm going to listen to the Disney ones next. Ray, not before coffee. Disclaimer, we do apologise in advance. Disclaimer, Um, we don't offer a full refund on them. We don't. And you can't delete your five stars once you've you've said like, 
we're, we're good. You, you can't, you can't take it back. And then we did also get a review on Podchaser, our first ever one. Um, which we are on Podchaser, people. If people want to check us out, um, and that review is from friend of the show, Chance Whitmore. Um, five stars, Paul and Griff, but on a great show, thoughtful and descriptive. I can't wait for more. Um, so to be honest, to excuse the jokes, we're very um flawed by all the praise. Um, we thank you all very, very, very much. Um, yeah, and obviously check out, we did a plug before the show for a podcast called Not Before Coffee because oh, I got that wrong completely. I got that wrong. Oh, no, it's Not Before Coffee. I didn't get that wrong. Sorry. Not Before Coffee. I'm just not going to say anything. I'm just enjoying this whole No, I've choked. Situation. I've choked massively. It's obviously great. Obviously, we did a shout out before the show for Not Before Coffee because they guessed correctly what this episode is going to be. So they get a shout out. So obviously if you don't know how it all works is on Thursday, the teases go out Friday, the new episode gets unveiled. So if you want to be there from 12 midday UK time, the, on a Thursday, the clues always span out. If you get in first, you get a shout out. Oh. You're better now. I need to put Ray-Bans back on. <laughs> you you neuralize black still to come in. <laughs> um, but if people do want to find out what the next episode is, what is our social media pages? If they want to go on Twitter, where can they find us? They can find us at Paul N. Griff Show. And if they go over to Instagram, which is action packed and excited, full of stories and pictures, where can they find us? They can find us at Paul and Griff Show. Obviously, Instagram has all the stories. Twitter has all the tweets, tweet tweets. Obviously, we post the the toys that we kind of found on on Instagram, and there'll be polls on both sites. Obviously, if you go to our bio, it takes you to other links and all of that. You can interest in every platform. But as you're listening, you already know that. Um, oh, yeah, I, I, I can't think they must they must found us somehow. Yeah. Putting pressure to say something to make it interesting towards the end. Oh, I could do a song. You think it's time? I think it's time. I've cut you off a few times and I feel bad. So I think if you want to do Men in Black, just to like, you know, Black yeah. is coming. Are you do no, Men in Black one not... or two? I'm going to do Men in Black one. All right. Been practicing. Um, in that case, I'm Paul. That's Griff. We're totally grateful for all the support and love we've getting. And um, yeah, we'll be back next week for another exciting dissection. So see you all can then. I, can, I not be G and you, can I not be G and UP? No. 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 no, I don't work like that. Oh. Found now it was sort of branded and things. <laughs> um, take it away. The good guys dressed in black. Remember that, just in case we ever face-to-face and make contact. The title held by me, M-I-B, means that what you think you saw, you did not see. So don't blink, B, what was there is now gone. Black suit with the black ray bands on. Walk in shadow, move in silence. Guard against extraterrestrial violence. But yo, we ain't no government list. Your straight don't exist, no names and no fingerprints. Saw something strange? Watch your back. Because you never quite know where the M-I-Bs is at. Uh, uh. Here comes the man in black, man in black, galaxy defenders, uh-uh, uh-uh.